I'm just trying to give my both impression. I think I have learned so much from my uh, two different marriages and I'm very blessed because I had two, two good experiences. It wasn't like a one-year marriage. No, no, no. It was two like long-term marriages. And Alhamdulillah, I mean, I have learned, this is why maybe I wanted to share that topic because there is so many things to say. Mistakes are made in the first time and the second time. Yeah. When she mentioned about the Dina style, she reminded me of, um, you know, when you talk with sisters who have um, a husband who is an Imam or Sheikh or Mufti or whatever, it's very, very hard in general because uh, he, he don't have a lot of time for the family because a lot of people come all the time to ask him. They want advice. They want, you know, to talk with someone. I was so there. It's yeah. never really thought about that. Yeah, actually. Oh, if you just knew. Um, you never had like, And this is why he doesn't have time to teach you. You marry that person. Um, we have a saying in French, le chausseur um, est toujours le plus mal chaussé, meaning that the, you know, yeah. the person that fixes shoes is always the person that has holes in his shoes because he doesn't have time to fix shoes for himself or for his family because he has dedicated his time. And like Bint Ahmed Mashallah said, really rightfully, he didn't have time to teach me. He didn't have time. Even if he wanted to, mm -hmm. even if I made it very clear in the muqabala that I wanted to learn fusha, I wanted to learn... Uh, uh, you know, like from the books and everything. I was ver a very, very passionate student. <laughs> and that sometimes was stressful for him. He told me like, you ask too many questions. I don't have time mm. and this. I was like, this is why we, this is why I marry you. Not for the <laughs> physical appearances because I struggled with that. And that was one of my mistakes to ignore that side of things and just look at din, din, din. You know, like everyone tells you around yeah. you, like you should only look at din. But that was my mistake, subhanAllah. You know my but answer I at the beginning. I think I'm gonna change my answer. You know, I you said some really good stuff. For example, like I would I was gonna say I would prefer to be with someone who has either more knowledge than me or who is exactly like me. But now I think it's better to, to be on the same level, apparently. Yeah, but yeah even exactly. more is good. I'm gonna tell you why a little more yeah, is good. Because you know that relationship of obedience and wife, the respect that Ilm gives for me. I can love you if you love, you know what I'm saying? Like it, there is another notion. There is the emotional love and the physical love, but there is as well the love for love. And it's such, such, such a powerful love that you don't want to miss on. And that comes with the husband very often have a little bit more ilm and, and he can impress you with this, I don't know, with maybe the hajjuj or maybe like his recitation of the Quran, maybe his, you know, but he can do that in their journey with you. like with his continue like uh, aim journey but very often i like that position when the brother has a little more in it doesn't need to be a sheikh but just knowledge yeah. i admire that and i need it uh yeah it's the same for um when for example you marry someone who do that way yeah? and you know they're all the time outside they need to travel sometimes to make down in other countries uh, so it's a lot a lot hard for the wife so i think it's good for the sister who are watching who want to take in consideration to marry someone who make dawah or someone who is a sheikh or imam whatever uh, to or take figures, in consideration yeah. that like are you ready on the road? sorry what did you say like for example today we have public figures you know like on instagram and everyone that? wants to marry them but you just don't know what comes with it? Yeah. Just like you said. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's really important to take in consideration this. For example, I don't think I could uh, be with, like choose someone who is a sheikh, for example, an imam, or even someone who do dawah outside, who travel a lot and stuff. I, I don't think I can be with someone like that. Alhamdulillah, my husband doesn't. <laughs> so I think it's hard. I think it's really, really hard, especially when maybe like in my situation where I live alone and I don't have my family around me or anyone. So it's like all on me. So at least I have my husband sometimes he come home because he work outside and stuff. So yeah, but for for me, I always look for always looked for someone who have either like me or just a little bit more, but not too much because I feel like I don't know some brothers when they know too much they are a little bit like um, arrogant. They're a little bit kind of arrogant, kind of yeah. <laughs> controlling yeah, yeah. like i know better you, you don't have mm -hmm. to say i know better i so they have this kind of like uh, you want to control the situation and stuff i don't like when they force their idea also like i know better you have to listen to me because you have mm -hmm. to abide uh, obey the husband yeah i'm fine to obey my husband i have no problem with that but i don't like this attitude you know yeah. Uh, so, so I think, yeah, either on the same journey, with my husband, it was like the same journey, like we go in through the same, mm -hmm. obviously in different ways, because I know Arabic, for example, he's a revert, I'm not, so it's different, but at the same time, we have our same ideas, values, uh, yeah, uh, Umhurera, you said something before that, I think um, it doesn't matter about having the same value, but for me, it does have to be the same values. I don't want someone to marry someone who doesn't have the same values as me, because I think, I don't know, we think different, even if it's not about religion, but just value in general, I want him to have the same ideas as me. Mm. And alhamdulillah, with my husband, we have it. So I don't really, obviously we do have differences and stuff like that, but in the basic, we do Agreed. have almost the same. And I really like the fact that you married a revert and he shows a lot, even though he does not Arabic, even though like he doesn't have like the same journey than you, being like born practicing or growing up in a practicing family, but you have compatibility in terms of values and personalities. And that's yeah. what I want to highlight here. That is not all about the ilm. We talked about the ilm, but we didn't talk about the ilm of, to communi of communication, the ilm of emotional maturity, the in, those are in that are important as well, you know, the, the calmness. So, and I like that Binta Merno is an example of the fact that even though like they're on the same level of Deen, even though she has a little bit more maybe Arabic or maybe Quran or whatever, because of her background, they still have mashallah, this beautiful compatibility because of the value they share, because of the life goals they share. And this is some stuff that you and I just want to give the same warning that Binta Merno gave when you want to marry a da'wah person especially at times of social media when young sisters are very impressionable by brothers giving da'wah do you know what is the price no. of marrying someone that gives da'wah or there is a public figure brothers or sisters that is a public mm. figure or a hard-working person very rich whatever very professionally accomplished do you know the price of that are you ready to pay to pay it? Are you ready to be alone most of the times? Those are all the questions that we have to obviously mm. ask ourselves. Mm. Yeah, subhanAllah. What do you think, Eka, by the way? <laughs> I'm just absorbing everything. <laughs> we're single, we're just listening, sorry. 
We, me and Umkorela are taking notes. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, subhanAllah, Sister Soul and Bintermano both made very big, important points. And, um, you know, if someone is willing to sign up for that type of life where they may be away from their husband a lot, etc., um, I think everyone needs to be aware that depending on the type of person, the type of marriage is going to be totally different. Oh. And um, yeah, that's, that's all for me. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah, I just wanted to oh, a small thing I forgot to say before. Uh, so okay. basically, when you take uh, in consideration only deen, uh, I think it can be a lot of problems because uh, sometimes people have the deen, but they don't have the character or uh, because I know way. personally people like that. Yeah, they marry someone who have knowledge. Allahumma barik, he have a lot of knowledge. He know a lot of things. Mashallah, Allahumma barik, okay. But then he don't want to make a lot of effort to go and work, for example. His wife work for him. So just to tell you that, yeah, knowledge is good. It's uh, attractive and everything when you are it's practicing sister. But it's not the most important thing. Yeah, it's not everything. Absolutely. Mashallah, beautiful point. SubhanAllah. So now we'll, we'll go on to the next question, inshallah. Um, is it okay to marry someone if there is a bit of a language barrier or a large language barrier? <laughs> I think me and Binta Mirno can answer that because I married someone from a different background. Um, my first husband was Algerian like me and my second one was Pakistani. So my my English was like, hello, how are you? Are you okay when we first communicate? How are you? Uh, uh, <laughs> I love your French accent, by the way. Your French I had a very accent. strong French accent, alhamdulillah. And this is why I think yeah. I developed a lot. My English language, because obviously I was married with someone that was born here. But I, I think, I don't think my um, language barrier can be, I mean, to be honest, it was sometime because... Um, <laughs> He was frustrated when I couldn't speak. And I was like, when you learn French, the way I learned English for you, my beautiful husband, we can talk again, you know? When, whenever you used to get frustrated and make me repeat the words and, and sometimes the expression, I was going to say something that I translated from French and that was, would be very yeah, offensive oh God, in English. Yeah. You know, like, and we have so many of those expressions. You can say them in French, you cannot say them in English. Exactly. For example, I, I said, oh... <laughs> Okay, you're gonna laugh. Oh, sometimes I find that you're a bit lunatic in the morning. He was like, you, What did you, you say? You find that he's a bit lunatic in the morning. Oh my god, like I use the French word because the French word it means moody, like you know, you change mood. He yeah. and in English, lunatic means craziness. So it was very yeah, often yeah. because we were very respectful <laughs> the way we used to spoke to each other. And he was like, What did you say again? So you think I'm lunatic? So you think I'm crazy? I was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I meant you're moody in the morning. You, you can have like a really bad temper in the morning. Some people are not for the morning. And he was like, I said, in French? And he's like, don't start again with the French. Don't use it as an excuse. I was like, no, I swear. I had to take out the dictionary and show him what lunatic means in French. But it, it, to be honest, it was very few times. Most of the time, because I had to learn English, and I'm glad I did, it was okay, alhamdulillah. I don't, I think it's an enrichment, but 
I was just wanted to share that one because it still makes me laugh. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> because she's married with someone with a different background maybe a different language uh yeah uh, so my husband is swedish so but he speaks english alhamdulillah so when you, I you, came, you communicate in what language sorry i, I could you talk in english okay sorry sorry Mashallah. But you know, uh, my English wasn't so good when I finished school and even after years, I was like, you know, a little bit, little bit just some words. I couldn't do really a sentence like now, for example, I can talk and express myself freely. So I had a little bit trouble, uh, but I could express myself quite good. So he did understand me. I did understand him. But yeah, it did happen some little episode like you a sister so live with like this like what did you say no and i'm like no you know in italian it means like that it's like just a normal it's not offensive and he's like oh, it's offensive in english and i'm like i don't want to we call them fosami you know, when you think a word means that, we call yeah. fosami. Fosami yeah. in, in, in English is bad friends, bad friendly words, like, because you think they are the same, but they're not. But I want to talk as well about the frustration. When in the middle of argument, or you're trying to explain a situation, <laughs> and you cannot, yeah. because you're frustrated, because you, you do not know how to say it in English. And I remember the Arabic used to come, and the French used to come, and I was like, ouais, c'est bon, ça y est. Non, tu comprends pas ce que je veux dire. And he was like, what were you saying? Are you swearing at me? I was like, no, I'm not swearing at you. Uh, it oh, was wow. funny. It was cute. It was the beginning because I think after like few years, like you, you, you just okay on in terms of language. But because me and Benta Menno are learning their language, they're not learning our language. <laughs> so yeah. it's something I think. And you know, maybe some people who are listening to us, they don't know. But you know, for example, we are Algerian, and in Algerian, we have so many words to express ourselves. Like so many. <sighs> Like infinity oh. of words, but in English it's quite limited. But not because I don't know English, but English in general is more limited than Arabic. Arabic have so many experience, so sometimes mm. I want to say some expressions, but I don't know like how you say it in English, and you want so much to say that exact word, you know. <laughs> you don't want to say something similar, but that exact word, but it just doesn't no, come. It doesn't even exist, maybe. <laughs> so, so, but when you did see. The ease with the years, Bentarmeno, you do, you did like yeah. with years, there is more ease. In the beginning, I remember yeah. I was very because, frustrated. Um, you get used to it, you know, you just mm. get used to it. And now I talk anyway, good in English. So now there is no problem. For me, like. But at the beginning, I would say few um, months, not even one year, just few months at the beginning, we was a little bit trying to understand a little bit but now yeah. what do i do this is something now i do not before when i get angry i start like talking in algerian and i'm just saying like <laughs> oh you talk too much and i'm really annoyed now i'm not swearing anything and he's like what are you saying are you swearing in algerian i'm like no i'm not swearing i'm just saying you talking and i'm getting annoyed oh my god well, I, I remember this because you know like your mix is actually a little bit dangerous because you're Italian and you're Algerian at the same time. Like you do express. Oh yeah, the mix is like, oh yes, yeah, true, it's true. Her mix is like the bomb. <laughs> oh my God. Because the hot blood of Italians with the hot blood of, you know, like Jezairian, like is yeah. hard. 
And I, and oh. I remember he used to repeat like, because I had this French expression, même pas en rêve, like not even in a dream. And he used to come behind me and say like, même pas en rêve, même pas en rêve. <laughs> but I learned funny, but I think it's that. cute. <laughs> no, it is cute. It is cute. Bentameno reflects of first languages is Algerian. And she made it very right with the fact that it's a lot more rich. So the frustration to find the right word is hard. It's very hard in yeah. the beginning. But if you pass that and if you're good with languages, sisters, because Bentameno, I think, mashallah, she's good. So this is why it was easy. But if you know like someone is easy on languages, you have to consider that in the choice because that was the question, obviously. Um, it shouldn't stop because today English is like everyone's language, alhamdulillah. But if you're not good with languages, get ready to be frustrated. <laughs> yeah, communication problems. Will you, will you go for it, Um Huraira or Aika? Will you go for someone from a okay, different language? You know, I think, you know, um, I think that as long as you share at least one language in common, I think um, it can work out. But, mm. you know, sometimes it's not even a language problem. Sometimes it's within the slang. You know, I'm going to tell you this. You know, the uh, other sister from the podcast, Coffee and Noor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sister, yeah. She's, uh, she's Canadian, but from Quebec. And like okay. uh, the French, uh, the Quebecois French is very different from the normal French. And she's married to like, uh, her husband is French. And, you know, like last time I was talking to her and she was expressing to, I mean, she was just expressing how the house was messy. And uh, her kids heard her and she said she wanted to say désert, which is like in French, it's désert, which means uh, yeah. like it's messy. Yeah. But apparently in uh, French Quebecois, they say another word, which is actually really bad in the actual French language. Yeah, but, and then, I think, yeah, but they and use I think it. her children, yeah, I think her children uh, kind of used, uh, heard her. And then I think they said it either inside the house or in school. And it was like, uh, oh my God, you shouldn't say this. Like, me, I'm going to say it. Oh, Basically, it's it you, I, you know what, exactly same situation. I came and I used to say, oh, kids, you know, like, what is this mess? But because I, I, my English wasn't fluent, I was like, c'est quoi ce bordel? But bordel in French, yeah, I mean, brothel, brothel in English. And he heard it, he was like, what are you saying? It was like, no, the mess. It was like, no, it means brothel. Like, what it has to do brothel? But in French, this is how you call désordre oh, yeah. or mess. It's a slang language. It was so embarrassing when he showed me in the dictionary, I was like, Okay, I'm like, not gonna, no, and now I don't, I don't use it anymore. That. I don't use it anymore. I don't, oh, and something else happened in a shop when I was this, oh my God. Okay, I, I can't go, I can't describe that one, but it's an animal that sounds like a really bad swear word in French. And we were like choosing toys for kids. I was like, oh, the little one likes that type of animal that is Antarctic animal, but I cannot say it. It yeah, sounds yeah, like know. the F word, you know, in French. And I said it out loud. Yeah, 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 and I, I was it. in Nihabi and everyone turned around towards me like, oh, oh my God. You know, and Wallahi, I, I have to say, guys, I am trying to, this is how we say, and I kept repeating it to justify myself. And I just, you know what, leave it. Just leave it, just leave it. I was like, just leave the shop. Just leave the shop. <laughs> it's one of those things that can happen as well. It can happen. What about you, Eka? What do you think? Um, well, I I don't have anything against... <laughs> she would never marry a French. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with it. I think it can be quite... Um, I think it require, will require a lot of sabr. Um, and mm. I haven't not... Like, I haven't turned anyone down for the reason being that we spoke a different language. Um, mm -hmm. I would learn their language as I do like learning languages and alhamdulillah, mm -hmm. I am multilingual. So, um, 
so I think definitely if someone is interested in marrying someone from another country who speaks a total different language, I think both parties should try learning the opposite one's language. Um, even if it's just three months just spending on a course, there are some really good intense courses which really can make a lot of difference. So, um, yeah, that is all from me. The last question of today is about red flags. Is it ever okay to overlook red flags? Now, in red flags, we're talking not red flags in Dean, but red flags in personality, maybe anger management issues, or, you know, everything that falls under the red flag category. Um, I don't think we should uh, ignore the red flags. Absolutely not. I think every little red flag, it can be important. Okay, I'm telling you this by experience because I was going to get married before my husband and it didn't work out. Okay, it was some red flags, but I didn't see them because, you know, when you are like, you want to get married and you think that person is so good, you're like, you just ignore them. You're like, no, no, it's just a small thing. It's just a small argument. It's just a small answer. I don't like it. It's okay. You know, like just, okay, okay, okay. And then they become so much, but alhamdulillah, then Allah saved me anyway from that marriage, which was bad. Uh, but I think it's important, especially especially if we press out istikhara, because al istikhara works like this. It shows you some red flags sometimes, and people ignore it, and then they go into the marriage, and then it's become a mess. Sometimes we just ignore it because we are like, no, we are overreacting, we are overthinking. But then when they tell you the story, you're like, no, but you had so many red flags, sister. How did you mm -hmm. just ignore everything? You know? Because in that time, you don't realize everything, but then after later, you do um, understand. But I think, no, you should uh, absolutely not ignore any of the red flags. You just take them in not like, okay, we don't agree about one topic. Okay, we just say no, no, but you need to put in consideration everything you don't like. You know, okay, I don't like this. You know, I completely agree with what uh, Bintermano said. Um, this is something that I struggled, you know, when I started practicing within the Muslim community because I feel like uh, they don't pay attention to these things. So like we said at the beginning, you know, they say that Dean is important. And yes, I completely agree. Dean is uh, important. It's the basic. But uh, there are other things that, like, you know, the story that Sister Sol mentioned earlier about uh, your friend who was, I mean, who's looking to get married and she wanted to get married so desperately that, you know, the husband, he wanted like a house, a housewife, if I'm not wrong. Housewife? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And she wasn't that type, but she was like, you know, I'm going to be his housewife, you know. <laughs> and then the marriage didn't work out because, you know, she wasn't honest. I think you should be really honest in this kind of situations. And I used to have a lot of arguments with sisters because they used to tell me that, you know, um, you're not going to agree on everything. And I, it's true, you're not going to agree on everything, but at least you need to agree on the majority you need to do your part like you said earlier you need to do your part if you, this is something that you cannot handle if this is something that you don't want to live this way I don't know like maybe that person is a little bit too strict or maybe he's too lenient you know yourself best you know nobody's gonna come and tell you you know uh don't do this or don't do that sometimes Allah gives you reminders by people you know they tell you no but how how are you gonna accept this kind of uh, how this kind of person you are not like that and sometimes you kind of ignore it. So I think you shouldn't. You should be honest to yourself. This is marriage. This is something really serious. This is a lifelong, um, you know, change. Commitment, so, yeah. yeah, it's a commitment, like you said. And like Allah said, it's like a very strong commitment. So you shouldn't just throw yourself. You know, there are things that you may not like, not 
necessarily like, but you need to be honest. Do can mm. I live with this person in 10 years? Okay, now you're super happy because you know, when you get married, you're too passionate. You're like, okay, everything's fine, you know. But then after 10 years, how do you see yourself living that life? Are you okay with that? You need to put mm. yourself in reality, even if sometimes it has to do with the you know, sometimes there are some questions that people don't like to talk about because they think it's a little bit too mm. early, like kids, for example, Mm-mm-mm. and how you're going to raise them and the education and stuff. But I think you should consider that as well. So this is my personal opinion. Aika, inshallah. Because my I answer is going to be long. <laughs> um, I 100% agree. I think you need to discuss everything and if Allah is showing you that something is a red flag for you I would say it's a sign that you shouldn't go ahead with this um, because just exactly like Um Hureira mentioned you may be okay or not really okay really you're just pushing it under the carpet at first yeah you're okay with it at first but in three years five years ten years is this still going to be okay can you still live with this um, either it's a situation or his opinions or something like that. Why, for example, I know of sisters who um, were really set on wanting to homeschool their children. And, you know, the brother was like, oh, you know, we'll see when we get there. And then now that the children are older, there is permanently this constant battle because I wanted to homeschool my kids. I studied so that I could homeschool my kids. And you only wanted to put them into school, blah, blah, all these problems is because of you. But this is something which could have been dealt with very, very early in the, um, in the piece, I would say. I have children. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think you, uh, you need like 10 years or five years to notice. Sometimes you take not even one year or two. I know a sister like this. She had this exact situation. Okay, so this sister, her dad, you know, is this kind of dad who take them out. They wear a proper hijab and everything, and they do halal stuff, you know, but he take them out. They do go hiking. You know, they have a lot of fun. They travel all the time. Okay, when she got married, she got married to this man, and he's very religious. He had beard and kamis and everything, but no going out from home. Absolutely, not even with him, he take her out. She is always home. Now she is complaining why she chose this one because he don't have the same yeah, he ideas as her. He doesn't share the same values. Mm-hmm. It's not always it's values, always, you know. It's the way of doing things, way of communicating, yeah, way of lifestyles. Because values sometimes can be resumed into yeah. halal or haram. But sometimes it's really about the vision. You know, like how you envision your life you with, things, your, yeah. with, your, with your spouse. Um, let me start with the, with the red flags. For me, there is not only red flags. There is red flags, there is blue flags, there is orange flags. It's, it's red flags for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all the colors, alhamdulillah, it's a rainbow. But no, what I'm trying to say, I, I try to really break it down to sisters when they ask me advice about red flags. They're saying things, like you said, Bintarmeno, they are non-negotiable. They are non-negotiable. They are big signs, like obvious signs. Um, those are red flags. And then there are things you disagree. For me, they are more like blue flags. There are things that it's not perfect. It cannot be perfect. We cannot agree on everything. But there are certain things I'm going to go back to the, to the basics, like how you meet the person. 
make it the most halal possible. Because let me tell you, you might not always be ready to welcome those red, red flags. Meaning, if your heart is involved, if it is one of those sliding in the DM situation, when you develop feelings before like talking about the real topics, you spoke about everything but the real stuff. And that's what happens in love relationship. Just like in non-Muslim, they speak about everything but the real stuff. It's too late when you want to talk about the real stuff because your heart is involved and the, the, the love is blind. They didn't lie, you know. <laughs> the love is blind. It makes you blind and it makes, it makes you alert. You, your ability to detect the red flags, go jump out of the window. There is no more. <laughs> Even the red flags, the bad boy attitude becomes a green flag. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's because of the shahwa, it's because of the attraction, it's because of the feelings, it's because as well of shaitan, something bad will make it look good. Oh yeah, he's savage, he's jealous, he's, he's, I like his anger, like he's protecting me. Those are all red flags, but all of a sudden, because you are messed up in your feelings, you are messed up in your trauma, in your education, you're going to translate them in love. Yeah. You're going to translate them happens. in love. Like I want someone possessive control. I had girls saying that. I, I had a bit of that issue when I was looking for someone that was really, listen to me, I'm going to really share with you for my own experience. And this is why I'm here, subhanAllah. It's not easy for me, but inshallah, it's for the sake of Allah. So hopefully my sisters can benefit. I came out of a first marriage when he was missing love. Okay. We had all the compatibility. He was from my background. I married someone with a lot of aim. But I forgot myself. I forgot my own feelings. I forgot my value. I forgot like what I was after and the girl that I was before marrying him. So when I married again, I looked for love. And my first marriage missing love for me was like, he's not jealous enough. He's not possessive over me. He doesn't tell me enough that I'm beautiful, that he loves me. And I ended up in a relationship when I had all this time, 100 extremely in love husband alhamdulillah extremely jealous husband and i thought all those all this um all those signs were love because i was after love at any price and that was my issue i should have sought out myself i should have healed properly um and and took my own journey like doing the things that i i did alhamdulillah i went to egypt i traveled and i did things but i was still after love and I didn't look for that love inside myself. I did everything like, you know, took the bath, the candles, the traveling, the, the books in the seaside. I did all those things. But there was one thing I forgot to do is to fall in love with myself. Fall in love with Allah Azza wa Jal again. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, because we, we, we can fall Alhamdulillah, for in love with Allah Azza wa Jal a few times. And do not lose hope. Even if you felt that you went down, it's okay. But what I'm trying to say, those red flags, and this is why my sisters protect your honor protect your dignity do not let anyone put you in situation that you don't want to be that will threaten your honor will threaten your dignity and will mess up with your heart because when you're in love sisters it's too late you cannot detect red flags you cannot think properly with your brain you're going to think with your heart and and that's the organ of the heart is something you cannot control you can control your legs you can control your hands you can control you, can you know like your, your body but you cannot life. control your heart and trust me you're going to put yourself in situation that you will have never chosen in the first place and that's for me is so related to red flags how to detect first red flags first be able to detect them by not involving your heart by being 
yourself by being distant from that person. Then you can judge it properly. You can ask the right question. Ask your sisters. They learned about all that Muqabala questions and how to do, what not to do. When the heart was, they forgot everything. And the brothers forgot everything. She might not even be right for you, brother. But yeah, but you know, I spoke to her and my feelings and this and that. And you go for the wrong profile. So for you know, me, like, the first red flag is Yeah, I completely agree with you because you know, when you have these feelings, um, you kind of get influenced. Yeah, and you push yourself in situation you're not capable to handle. You think you do, you think you do, but, but you Also, can't. it's important to not be like disparate, you know, because some sisters, they get married to the first one because they think no one else better will come after. I got a lot of messages of sisters like this. They are like, no, if I refuse this one, maybe I will not get it anyone. And I'm like, no, maybe you will get better. Who knows? You pray astikhara and Allah show you is bad. Why you want to go with it then, you know? But, but 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 that's a very good point because I went through it as well and I know many young sisters because they don't know their value they don't know they're going to be able to attract someone else and wallahi all everything goes back to your deen everything goes back to relationship with Allah Azzawajal. you believe in qadr and risk me that's what made me okay with my two divorce those were my risk those were Today, you know what? Sister Soul will have never been Sister Soul. Never on social media or whatsoever. If I didn't go through those journey, I will have never been able to help my younger sisters. No way. If I didn't go through those trials, I were very difficult. Let's just be honest about it. Especially second divorce was like a, a trauma for me. And I learned so much from my divorce, a lot more than from my marriages. When you're happy, you tend to just like take it as granted and just go with life. But when you when you test it, you have to go deeper inside of you. You have to understand the broken pieces. It's not always the husband's fault. I mean, it is sometimes for the big thing, but there is other things you have to fix within yourself. So sisters are looking for marriages, for doctors, superheroes, therapists, father sometimes figure. No sister, no sister. So this is why like for you to be able to detect those red flags, get to know yourself because like i said like it's uh, it's good to know your value but you need to know your flows because you involve you're gonna involve someone's in feelings when to be honest you cannot serve them maybe adequately to how they can serve you and that's something we have to be very honest like what can i offer and what can i cannot offer before going into the feelings because when the feelings are there i'll be the, the woman you want me to be I'm in love with you. I'm going to be that person. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw you a bit angry. But it's, like you said, Bintermeno, it's okay. He loves me. It's just because he's a bit jealous and he's all of him. No, you're yeah. going to translate them completely wrongly. But when you're distant, when you have done your therapy, when you have gone back to Allah Azza wa Jal, you believe that even if it doesn't work, that was part of your risk. Allah was preparing something more beautiful. And it doesn't always take a shape of a man. The, yeah. the risk and the peace and the happiness, alhamdulillah, if Allah Azza wa gives you someone, but he's not always in the shape of a man. Sometimes it's just you getting closer to Allah. That's okay. the best companionship that you can even wish for. And when you have this mindset, you're ready to get married. When you're ready, when you're okay with being alone, you're ready to get married. That's for me, that's why I understood, subhanAllah. Um, when you have this maturity to be okay with yourself, to go on a journey with yourself, 
you shine differently, you, your energy is different and your demands are different as well. The red flags are different. For example, there is so many questions. Me, I have a question that I always ask at the Muqabala and I always advise my friends to do so. Ask the brother three qualities and three flows. Sisters, you think it's easy because we, women, we vary into the self-reflection. We will have a list like that of flows and a little bit list mm -hmm. of qualities. Brothers, they will go like that with qualities. A little bit, they will barely. Yeah. I remember brothers not being able to answer to me. I was like, I cannot marry someone that is not into the self-reflection journey. If you cannot know your flows, how are you going to address them? I need to, I'm not going to tell you no because you tell me you have flows. It's the contrary. I'm interested in someone that is acknowledging his issues and maybe he's working towards them. So this question reveals to you the ability of the person to self-reflect and to maybe work towards that. And there were questions like the hygiene, the do you wake up for fajr? Do you get angry in those situations? Are you an outgoing person? Um, even in terms of intimacy, intimacy, especially like maybe for the divorce sisters, you have different profiles of women. What type maybe of profile, without going to details, but like she said, the education, would you like you kids to be educated in like men's schools or homeschooling? Are you the type of person that is able to teach your kid? You know that, are you a communicating person or are you shy? Are you family person orientated or not? Those are all the questions that should be, because sometimes I see sisters going to Muqabal and say, after five questions, I had no questions. And I was like, subhanAllah, there's so many questions we can, ask. even you've been now, even though like you are married, is there like maybe more questions you thought like, for example, I could refuse someone back in the days because of the outfit when I was 20, young and silly. Because for me, mm -hmm. it was very important. That was my identity, you know? Mm -hmm. And if your clothes were not ironed and you didn't, your shoes were wrong and with the outfit wrong, <laughs> I was silly. I was <laughs> 18 the first time. <laughs> now it's true. Now it's so silly because this is something, for me, this is a blue flag. It's something that can change, that can change in life. Hygiene, no, no like negotiation, but yeah. the outlook, yeah. the outside is fine. I will teach you how to do it. <laughs> so what did you learn from your marriages? Like looking at the things you demanded in the beginning and now how, what is your state of mind, inshallah? Yeah, I think uh, people should take it a little bit slow, but not too slow, like not 10 years oh. to get married, but not either like two, three months and get married. You know, sometimes it's when it's slow, you can see more qualities, more red flags, maybe. I don't know. You get more ideas of questions. Um, I think it, it's better to take things in a balanced way. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Because, okay, now, alhamdulillah, I've been married for seven years. And if I would mm. go back, I would ask more questions. Okay, to my husband, no, because anyway, it's too late. But to other people, who <laughs> I think yeah. I would have more questions, definitely more. I had a lot of questions, but I think I based my question a lot on um, Dean. Like, ah, he didn't know this. Okay, bye. Ah, they, mm. ah, bye. You know, I was a little bit too much mm. picky on the bin only when it was mm. uh, now I see it in a different way. I see, okay, it's good. He knows. But even if he doesn't know like a small thing, okay, you can just mm. teach him. You can read the book, you know, you can help him over that. But it's more important than having anger issue, like, for example, who hit you or something. This one, you cannot live with someone like that, for example. So but I, think, 
I have to say that don't forget that we marry men that don't know themselves, that are gonna be put in situation in marriage, in anger situation, they have never tested. So there was a part of it is from the Qadr because even me, um, I asked the right question. I was very picky on Dean. I was like, do you know, you know, Islam? What do you know? I was very knowledgeable for a young person. So when this was sorted, I would go for the look, I would go for the personality. But sometimes, even though they would tell you, no, no we are very calm, we're very this, very that, they've been put in situation when they showed aggressivity. And I showed aggressivity yeah. and I didn't think I was capable of it. So there is, you can only try your best. And like you said, the more time, a bit more time with the person or from far, ask their sisters, ask their mothers, ask their friends how they react to stressful situation because he can answer to you whatever he wants, you know, at the end of the day. And we cannot, like you said, yeah, anticipate. Mm. Yeah, some are li some lies, but you know why you put your trust in Allah? You ask the right question. Please, my sisters, inquiry about the ex-wives. Please, don't cry me about the ex-wives. Because I'm going to tell you honestly that my second marriage, he was already married in the past. And, and we all think like, we're going to do better than the ex-one or she was. Do and they, they like to tell you that they were the issue. But when I think about it, about the complaint she used to make, or I heard that she made um, in her divorce, it was exactly the same one when it uh -huh. came to mine. And I thought, no, 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 he will never be that person. Or I know better, I'm going to do better. Actually, he was exactly the same person. Uh, sometimes the wife is the issue there, or compatibility. But please question the exes, question the sisters, the sisters of the brother, question the mother, question the friend. I question everyone. I do not get married to someone if I do not know uh, a bit the surrounding, who they hang with. And, you know, and I'm not shy to say, like, please, can I talk to you? I'm going to ask my wali to talk to their friend. And I think that's that's one of the advice I would give, like question the families and the reputation and if the, the masjid as well, where they go to, if they see him often or not really. So, yeah, especially at the era of social media, when you can meet like everyone and anyone, you don't know anything about the person, do your inquiry. And very quickly, my sisters, pass it on to your wali. For me, my advice is like, go through your wedding. But if someone mentioned a brother to you, for whatever reason, passing on to your wedding, because a brother does not answer the same when there is a man in front of him or when there is a woman in front of him. You know, like bring straight away the respectability, the dishonor to yourself. And wallahi, you're doing yourself a favor. Allah is protecting us from our own weaknesses. And he doesn't want us to be confronted to I'm not going to say wolves, but you know what I'm saying, like, to people with the wrong intentions. Yeah. I'm sorry, I took a bit long on the question, but for me, everything starts here. And this is what I learned from my experiences, how to pick up the, the red flags and how to ask the right questions. But like you said, Bintarmenola, when it comes to anger management, I had to ask myself as well those questions. I am, a, am I capable to deal with emotional situation, comfortable situation? And if I have anger management, I think like all Adjurin have, <laughs> I need to deal with it. I need to check it out and I need to sort it out to learn because I'm going to jump into situation. They're going to be very stressful and angering. But sorry, I took long, but that yeah. was my... No, no, I think when it comes to asking about the flaws, you could simply... Uh, because, you know, when you tell someone, um, do you have any flaws? You know, sometimes they find it hard to answer this kind of question. But if you tell them, if you could 
change something about yourself or maybe if you are working on something what would it be I think uh, and you know I think a lot of people they find it hard to talk about their flaws I personally you know I mentioned that I have anger issues like you said I'm Algerian like (laughs) I get angry easily you know they call it trans they call it transgenerational trauma it's part yes. of the blood lineage what, that comes. Yeah, it's true. Because when you be educated by angry people, you're going to transmit it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, male like, cure. Yeah, I completely That's... agree. And I think a lot of people, they are a little bit shy to speak up about these things. Concerning the uh, speaking about flaws or not, I think, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to mention their own flaws. So I think it's better to kind of, you know, be a little bit sneaky in question and ask like, um, if there's something you could change about yourself, you know, what would it be? If there's something that you're trying, that you're improving, what would it be? And in here, I don't think you can really lie because I think we all try to improve on certain things. I work on, um, you know, I try to improve my anger, you know, I try to control my anger and, you know, Ramadan is coming, trying to control the anger. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I think people should um, often speak about this and be realistic to themselves. I think brothers and sisters, I know it's harder for brothers. I don't know why sometimes they shy away from saying that because I don't know, maybe their ego. Yeah, and they shy away from emotions, like, you know, from expressing themselves. I think it's also because of the stereotypes that society, uh, you know, made about men, like men, they don't talk about, you know, some some of their issues. They don't, Mm. you know, like, you know, men, they don't show their emotions in general. So I think this is why they don't talk about this, but I think this is serious and, they should definitely talk about that. So yeah. Jazakumullah khairan. Thank you everyone so much for coming. This is such an amazing topic. It is such such a yeah, large really topic. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And inshallah, we will be touching on this topic again. Thank you so much to our dear sister, Sister Soul, for coming yeah, on thank our you. episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is such an important topic and may Allah bless you. I absolutely love your talks. I love every single host and I pray Allah to give you the best of happiness in the shape of a oh, pious I mean, man or so much, in the shape of a pious you. That's all what matters at the end of the day. I mean. Barakallah, Fiki, sis. We're so happy for having you. Thank you so much. I mean. Thank you for coming, everyone. Um, inshallah, everyone can benefit from this talk and um, for the sisters watching, thank you for watching. Um, we hope that you will also benefit um, Please, you know, leave us any comments or questions you have below. Um, feel free to send questions into Uhti's talk DM, um, sisters only. Oh, the comment, what is the best part that yeah, they the like? Part. And- yes. Mm. Yes, please. And please um, subscribe. <laughs> and inshallah, we will see you again soon. In another episode. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum.